0: You're listening to the Give Me Five Podcast, Episode 90. A semi entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about pop culture, nostalgia, movies, music, theme parks, and uh, since we live in Florida, the occasional story about a man that pees into a nightclub's ice machine. Yet another reason not to go to a nightclub. Yeah. Are they still even call nightclubs. I mean, apparently, the one journalist that wrote that story thought so, but I don't know. Uh, anyway, my name is Greg and I am joined by uh, Jimmy.
1: Recently paroled for peeing into an ice machine.
0: Yes. Congratulations.
1: Thank you very um, much.
0: I'm, still, I'm actually more surprised that you were hanging out at a nightclub than the peeing in the ice machine thing.
1: Well, you know, I, I thought I'd try something different for once and uh, turned out into something that I've done a lot, but I actually got caught this time.
0: Well, next time you'll be luckier. Uh, you will notice that the show is slightly less offensive tonight because Rob... Our other co-host is... Has not at, been paroled yet. Not been paroled yet. Yes. But he is actually, for real, at the Galaxy's Edge Star Wars Land at Hollywood Studios Disney. Uh, his his girlfriend uh, works at Disney, so they are there for cast night or cast day, the cast opening. Uh, so hopefully you'll have a good review of it next time uh, we record. Lucky. I know. He's, he sent some pictures to us The apparently... The Wi-Fi out there is not good, or else we would be posting the pictures on our Instagram page as they show up, but he will hopefully do that sometime in the near future.
1: Hopefully. Yeah.
0: So this week, uh, we're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about the Amazon Prime show, The Boys, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll go a little spoiler free on that. I don't think you've finished it, correct? I have not. Okay. So it'll be a, a fun little conversation. Less about the plot and more about just what a feel, the feel of the show. And we're going to talk a little bit about. Uh, we're going to continue our summer throwback special episodes mm-hmm. where we watch the movies from the eighties. Uh, this week, it's 1987's Summer School, which was my pick. So Jimmy can be angry at me, but that movie holds a little plus special place in my heart. So I had to see it again for the first time in I don't know twenty something years. And after we get done with all of that chit-chat, we are going to come up with a top five list relating to the movie. And this time, I'm going a little bit back into the 80s, and something we saw in the 80s and 90s a lot in TV shows and movies. We're going to talk about the the ubiquitous foreign exchange student. Ah, yes. Never actually met one of those, but they seem to be in every single movie and TV show.
1: Guys, this is a review show, and there will probably be spoilers we will do our very best with the boys because i think both myself and Craig agree that this is one that you do not want spoiled we will try to avoid any major twists so if we're talking about something you haven't seen read or listened to yet then use your own discretion
0: uh so any news
1: yes i see that you have spoiled some news for yourself
0: uh which one the the venom 2 yes uh so that, was that the movie you were talking about?
1: That was what I was talking about.
0: Oh, I did see that. Because that actually yep. – okay, so – well, go ahead. You can go ahead and explain this.
1: Yeah, I read just a couple of days ago that they had announced who the director was going to be for Venom 2, which is uh, – that's really great news because we, I think, deserve to see Carnage on the screen, and it looks like we will. And I thought it was a little bit of a surprise to see who was actually directing this. And that is Andy Circus. That
0: guy is a man of many talents. You know him as Gollum. You know him mm-hmm. as basically every smaller Caesar. online ca- character, whereas the other ones are Doug Jones, um, where it's a, not online, mm-hmm. but a yeah. like, digitally created character. Sure. Um, and of course, he was also Claw. Mm-hmm. In Black Panther and Captain America Civil War, I think. Yeah, I think it was the early part of it. So he, I was actually very surprised, like you said, and I did not realize that he actually has directed before. This is a big movie to take over, especially because the first one did well with people, but it didn't do well with critics. And it it had some flaws, although it was fun. Yeah. and Well, who
1: cares what they think? <laughs> well,
0: that's what I think. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but there were things that would have, they could have done better. And I think that Venom, too, with him, because first of all, it's, he knows how to direct special effects. He knows how to deal with digital characters.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely.
0: having Venom and Carnage in the same movie, that's going to be a lot of digital characters.
1: Um, yeah. Hopefully he can uh, provide the motion capture for both of them.
0: That'd be nice. And then he also was a, a main director on the movie uh, Mowgli. Which had a lot of, of computer animated characters. And he was, you know, second unit director on the Hobbit film. So he's been a, attached to some pretty big projects and he's insanely talented. So I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's I think it's great news for the movie. I think it'll bring in anybody who's a fan of Andy Serkis, and uh everybody really should be. So I'm just super excited, like I said, to see Carnage. Mm-hmm. Uh the, the movie I finally found the movie I was I was thinking of. He was in a movie called Death Watch and it was I think the first movie I saw him in that he was not doing motion capture. Mm-hmm. And you I, if you're a, a fan of, you know, psychological supernatural kind of horror stuff, you should definitely check this one out. I mean, he uh, he's that. fantastic and yeah, you, you gotta see it. It's it's great. I think I saw it on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there or not, but definitely check it out. So,
0: uh, well, there's another thing I'm really excited about that I saw. They started leaking out announcements. Uh, every year, the Warner Brothers or WB Network Arrowverse TV shows mm-hmm. do a big crossover. And we've covered it in the past, and they'll do. Yes, we have. They did a Flashpoint, I think, last time. And all of the characters from their individual shows, which are in the same universe but not necessarily the same dimension, they all combine to fight off some sort of giant big bad that no one else can defeat Mm -hmm. this year. They are doing crisis on infinite earths, which I believe is a 1986 crossover from DC comics. Okay. That was used to kind of get rid of all of the, the cheesy outdated pre seventies and eighties type characters in DC and basically merge them all into the same earth and characters died and versions of characters changed. And you know, you're, well, we'll say our dads' superheroes became our superheroes, and maybe which
1: uh, which notable ones. <sighs> Super, would you would you say?
0: I think well, uh, Flash died in that, and Supergirl died in that. Okay, um, at least in the comic, sure. Um, and then there was different versions of the characters that went away, like the the kind of pre superhero Superman went away that he was really jumping over. Tall buildings instead of flying and little things like that. Just little things that have changed throughout the years. All the all the continuity stuff that Rob would get annoyed about got kind of <laughs> gotten rid of. Well, he's not here. Exactly. So the Arrowverse DC TV crossover. But I understand what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What they're what they're doing is they're doing Crisis. I don't know much about how they're going to do it, but they. Uh, so who do you think is the best Batman?
1: Um, uh, from recent memory,
0: if, take every incarnation of Batman, which is your favorite actor to play or voice batman
1: my favorite actor to have played batman this may be controversial but i'm gonna have to go with christian bale
0: okay that's one of the that's probably up there a lot of people would say kevin conroy who is the okay deep voice and for those batman.
1: people who who is that
0: uh kevin conroy is the voice of the batman animated series batman and also the batman arkham city game batman and the uh batman beyond batman so he has been the voice of the video game and the cartoon animated batmans probably some of the dc animated dvd ones as well well everyone always wanted kevin conroy to play batman he's obviously a little older now mm-hmm. cuz he's been doing this forever he's 63 yes. but he's going to play bruce wayne on uh this this crossover and he well, finally right gets on. to do it so it'll probably it'll be an older version
1: get on the yeah. screen homie awesome and i i do love the voicing of uh the, the
0: Arkham games. It's so good. It's one of the... It's one oh, of yeah. the, the little guilty pleasures, I guess, of the, playing the Arkham games, other than just flying around the city. Oh, uh, that's not all, though. They also have announced that, of course, actors from Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, and Flash will also appear, as well as, for the first time, they're going to actually bring in characters from Black Lightning, a uh, TV show which is, I believe, on a different okay. channel. But they have not, up to this point, said that it's in mm-hmm. that universe. Burt Ward, the original TV... Robin is going to have a part. Peter Welling, hey, who you might know as Clark Kent in Smallville, who mm-hmm. never actually put on the Superman costume, is going to have a part. So they're not sure <laughs> if he's going to play Superman or not. Uh, this just sounds.
1: And go ahead.
0: And uh, also, Brandon Routh, <gasps> who is Aww. who happens to be Superman. In, uh, he was in the Superman Returns movie, mm-hmm. but he's also already on Legends of Tomorrow playing the Atom. So he's actually coming back to play Superman and play the Atom. So that should be a fun little thing as well. This sounds like a lot of fun. I'm not sure when it airs, but they are filming it right now. So looking forward to that. I think it usually airs right before Christmas.
1: Okay. Yeah, that that does sound like a lot of fun. Uh Stopping? I think this is just absolutely awesome. Seeing this right next to the news that Andy Serkis is going to be directing the next Venom movie really just... It it made me jump out of my chair. If you have been listening to this show um, for a while, you'll know that one of my favorite films of all time is 1997's Event Horizon. And not sure if I ever thought there would be a sequel or a spinoff or anything. Not sure that really, you know, I think it needed it. But if someone's going to do it, then it's in the very capable hands of a Mr. Adam Wingard. You may have heard that name before. Adam Wingard has directed the latest version of The Blair Witch. Mixed feelings on that. But he directed one of my favorite horror stalker films, You're Next. He is also a graduate of the school that Greg and myself teach at. And, and you get to art direct as him. I do. Very soon. I get to play a little mini Adam Wingard. I don't know. He, I might be taller than him. I don't know but uh, I'll be his uh, his voice at our upcoming Halloween celebration where I get to direct the your next space. So I'm definitely dressing up as one of the stalkers, and I'll probably walk around like that for weeks. But Event Horizon, if you guys have not seen the film, it is a cosmic, supernatural, space horror movie that I think is truly terrifying. It holds up very well, even though, God, I can't believe it's 20 years old, 22 years old. But and dev- you are
0: compelled to buy it whenever you see it on sale for cheaper than a certain amount because you have like a million copies of it.
1: I have 73 copies of Event Horizon. <laughs> if I ever see the back and it's like, oh, new? I don't even care about director commentary, but I'm like, yes, maybe he'll say something different on this one. But... That will be coming to Amazon, guys, and if you have been watching the series that we'll talk about here shortly, The Boys, then you know Amazon has the chops to do it. The production value will be high enough, and I have very, very high hopes for this. Can't wait. Mm -hmm. No release date as of yet. It uh, certainly uh, won't be coming out until, I think, probably after Godzilla vs. Kong, which uh, Adam Wingard uh, directed. Mm -hmm.
0: And, uh yeah, Amazon's been doing some really good stuff with sci-fi. I'm looking forward to what they do with the next season of The Expanse. And they've already mm-hmm. picked up season five, even though season four isn't out yet. Great. So they're clearly allowing some budget to happen. Yeah. They need on a big sci-fi type film.
1: Very cool. Got one more thing that I think is also very, very cool, Greg. I think that you think it's very cool as well. I do. Today, the title track for Tools new album fear Inoculum was released on streaming services and i got to tell you i'm in love with it it's a 10 minute track of nothing but tool it has um, got a
0: lot of the tool tropes it's got the exactly the baseline it's got mm-hmm. the slow build it's got the the opening is interesting cuz it has i i'm not great with instruments but i'm pretty sure i heard like some tabla in there and some indian instruments kind of yeah And then, like a, I believe it was like a cello or something that kind of built up and it was the same tone as the actual bass guitar. It was beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's very interesting. I, you know, also not a music expert here, but Danny Carey is a absolutely amazing percussionist. I mean, to call the man a drummer, I I don't think is, is going to do him justice because you put anything in his hands that you have to, to pound on to make some sound. The guy will, and uh, I think this is just a, a masterclass from Danny Carey. Uh, the tablas are are there. Uh, Danny Carey, you know, got me searching out what that was. And man, I've wanted to take lessons for for a long time in tablas. Um, if you are a fan, I definitely check out the artist Talvin Singh as well. T a l v i n s i n g h. Check out his short video for the track Devotional. And if you want to see somebody absolutely shred some tablas, check that guy out. But Hmm. I've I've read some complaints online. I I couldn't help it. You know, I accidentally scrolled through and never saw a couple. Yeah, I know. Shame on me. But a lot of people are like, you know, throw out this trash version of reflection. And I'm like, "Okay, this is tool being tool. This is a tool song. This isn't a perfect circle song. This isn't anything else. This is tool. Mm-hmm. to sound like one of those fans um you know it's it's tool and if you expected anything more than tool then i don't know what you expect did There's you expect maynard to do like guttural vocals or something rap metal i don't, I don't get it yeah exactly oh that would have been so funny yeah i so i was listening the
0: first time i listened to it i had i was doing some some stuff i was walking some recycling whatever so either way i was just walking And the song kind of lulls you into a little false sense of security where it's, you know, it's builds up and then it's got the song. And then like, there's these drum hits where they're in sync with the music and they're, they're just bigger than the rest of the song. And it kind of like jolts you back to like, oh shit, I'm listening to a new tool song.
1: It was, uh, it was pretty surreal driving home today. Um, I got the news when I was in the middle of lecture, actually. <laughs> and I'm in the middle of lecture. I'm talking my phone. I, I get a alert and I go, okay, well, let me just look at my screen and make sure nothing's wrong. And it says, uh, tool release, you know, first music in 13 years. And I'm just like, oh, oh God, I, I have to do my job. I can't just be like, all right, everybody go on break right now. Yeah. <laughs> i had the i had the finish and um i knew that i i just couldn't listen to it through some little computer speakers and i had to be by myself when i listened to it so i listened to it twice on the way home yeah it's ten minutes and uh i i'm absolutely in love with it i can't wait uh i read just before we started recording that there's going to be a version of the physical copy of the album that comes with a screen and a uh a rechargeable speaker. And I believe you can uh, find that on Amazon, pre order it. It's going to be like 45 bucks. Hmm. So I play
0: like a little video or something.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm I not. I love a,
0: the album art on this as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, Adam Jones. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, Greg. You probably did, but Adam Jones, the guitar player, uh, is a former, you could probably call him a, you know, still a visual effects artist. He actually worked on Jurassic Park.
0: I hate when people are good at everything.
1: <laughs> and he's not a natural like born guitar player he just kind of picked it up one day so yeah it'll make you hate him a little bit more yeah so he's go, in charge uh, of the album art Tool yeah. still seems like such a modern
0: like still current band mm-hmm. and the fact that it's been 13 years i lived in a different house back then i hadn't met my wife yet yeah like when yeah. that uh, vicarious when that came out or well the song but the was it 10,000 days when yep. that album came out in Vicarious, that was my go-to song to test out speakers and headphones. Yep. And if, you know, if I was, if I was getting a new car that, or someone's like, Oh, my car speakers are really good. That was always the song.
1: And it's just, well, crazy. let me put this on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, this week's episode is a little bit different. I know this probably happens every week, which is pathetic and disgusting. Um, but we usually talk about weird shit in Florida, but this is one of those weeks where we're recording not too far after several mass shootings. Mm-hmm. and looking at all the weird shit in Florida, it was clear to me that all the stuff that happened was slightly less funny because of the week. Like, there was... They were they All of them had, like, kind of a violent edge to them. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's funny, that guy did this, but I didn't think it was appropriate for this week, so I kind of didn't search any out, um, other than the guy that peed in an ice maker, and that's not really news, cause that's, or it is news, but... He basically peed in an ice maker and got caught and arrested. Uh, okay. So that's pretty much the extent of the story. So
1: Yeah, and that's actually why Rob is not on the, the podcast. Today. Yeah,
0: because he peed in an ice maker and mm-hmm. got in trouble.
1: Um Don't eat the yellow snow,
0: kids. So while there – no doubt it was crazy shit that happened in Florida. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about it this week, I don't think. Not this week. Okay, But next week, I'm sure it will happen again.
1: Yeah, I'll be back in jail <laughs> for some reason.
0: Well, it is time for Snap Decisions, and this week, again, instead of Snap Decisions, we're going to do a little bit of a game. And joining us for this game is our third host, who apparently has bailed himself out of jail. I have.
1: (laughs) Welcome back, Rob.
2: Roller skate prison. (laughs) Why why did you do what you did, Rob? Because it had to be done, Greg.
1: Hmm.
0: We told them That's that good you were answer. the person in Florida that got arrested for urinating into the ice maker
2: at a dance club. I can neither confirm nor deny that while legal matters are pending. You have a lawyer right behind you like like doing the throat slash motion. Yeah,
1: doing pictures. that.
0: <laughs> exactly what I pictured. Okay, so since you are back, we're going to do a little bit of a game here. And this game is really good for the both of you because okay. we are going to play a game that is called Pokemon or Medicine. <laughs> So it is either going to be the name of a Pokemon or the name of a prescription medicine. Ooh. Oh, God! All right. And well, we're going to keep score about as well as we always do. You guys win nothing. So it really doesn't matter. Uh, so the first one is going to be Excel gore Excel gore.
2: That is, is that ex get Excel gore with a G A C C E L G O R. That's a Pokemon.
1: That's a prescription.
0: That is a Pokemon. Hmm. If it was E-X-C-E-L, I'd have said it was a medicine. Benicar. That's a medicine.
1: That's a Pokemon.
0: Rob gets that one.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: Celebi or Celebi? It's C-E-L-E-B-I. I want to say medicine, but I'm going to say Pokemon.
1: It's a Pokemon.
2: That is a Pokemon. Woo! Celebrex. That's a medicine. That's
1: a medicine.
0: Crestor. Medicine. Medicine. Totally did a Crestor raid the other day and got a five star one.
1: You get a five that, star medicine?
0: Yes, hmm. <laughs> that is a medicine. Hmm. Domperidone.
1: Domperidone?
2: That's that's a uh, champagne. <laughs> yeah, Dom, Domperidone.
1: D o m p e r i d o n e. Peridone has me believe it's a prescription.
0: That's, it. that's a Pokemon. Domperidone. That is a prescription. Ooh. That is, <laughs> this is a medicine that you might want to use. It's a medicine that increases the movements or contractions of the stomach and bowels. Hmm, it is used okay. to treat nausea and vomiting.
1: By making you vomit from your butt.
2: Yes. Butt vomit. So Jimmy got that one right.
0: Illumis. Illumis.
2: Is it a lumis or uh, il like illusion? Ill like
0: illusion I L L. U M I.
2: It's a
1: Pokemon.
0: Genuvia. J-A-N. That last
1: one was a pokemon. Yes, yeah, by the way.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a pokemon. Sorry. I wrote it down later. Medicine?
1: I'm going to say pokemon just to be different from Rob. It is a medicine. Okay.
2: Boom. I'm back up by two. Uh,
1: Genuvia does um
0: uh stuff. Oh, it's a uh, uh, blood sugar. It's a kind of, it's, It does stuff. It's a high blood pressure or high blood sugar medicine for People that aren't quite at uh, insulin levels. Uh, a Lapras. Pokemon.
1: Pokemon. Yep.
0: Probably gave that away by saying A. <laughs> Leavernay, that is L-E-A-V-A-R-N-Y, so it's Lee varney,
1: Lee varney is a um, character from the Andy Griffith show. Not true. <laughs> he was in, he was Ernest. Yes. But uh, was he also
0: Le- a Pokemon or was he a drug?
1: Levarney, okay, I'm going to say,
0: is a Pokemon. That is a Pokemon. Okay, we're going Turbo Round. Ledian or Ledeon. Pokemon. Pokemon. Nidorina, Pokemon. Pokemon. Tranquil. Medicine. Pokemon. That is a Pokemon.
1: Mm. Tricor. Medicine. Mm.
0: Medicine. Yep. And we will finish off with Sporeva. Sport, even. Medicine. medicine. Medicine? Both of you? Yep. Mm-hmm. That is a medicine.
1: Not bad. Rob wins the game.
0: One, two, three, four, five. By one. Seven, seven, eight, nine. Mm hmm. 11, 12, 13. Yep. Congratulations, guys. You know your Pokemon and your over the counter drugs. Boom. And that game was actually sent in by a listener. So thank you.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll try and do better next time.
0: The thing is that I'm glad Rob won because if he didn't, I'd be severely concerned. just saying like yeah, just take Not being able to identify medicine yeah T- take seven Pikachus and call me in the morning. Like, what?
1: You got a bulbasaur growing out of your nether regions?
0: I do. need some bulbasaur ointment. Well, since Rob got back here, we're gonna move into our topics. but since he got back here a little earlier than we expected, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start off with just a quick overview loves you know star wars and maybe he'll gather his thoughts and talk a little bit more about it next week this is of the star wars galaxy edge correct
1: once all the uh the blood returns to your head uh rob do you still have an erection
2: i i i could neither confirm nor deny that okay at this time more legal stuff pending got it (laughs) um just just initial thoughts the theming is super awesome they they've done an excellent job with creating an immersive environment. The the ride is cool. It's uh honestly the I I liked Hagrid's better, but that's largely because the, the Millennium Falcon ride is kind of a simulator and y'all know how that how I deal with those. They they kind of make me nauseous. Greg, you will not be able to ride it. Ah, so it was like super nauseating <laughs>
1: he's
0: I going to try like, i thought that with people being able to control it, that it well
2: and and that be, that's but gonna I, make
0: it worse i wasn't a pilot so well like if i was able to
2: control it right i, mean, I what were you a were you a gunner or a i was engineer i was nice. and it's it's significantly less cool than what you think so do you, you're not controlling how it moves you're no You're controlling a button that fires when you tell it, you know, you just push the button and the guns fire. You Uh don't, you don't target, you don't do anything. And in fact, all you have to do is press and hold the button and it just fires on auto. Mm. And there's a whole bunch of other buttons there that you can play with. I tried playing with them and they didn't really seem to do anything. It just has a sp- bunch of shit going off all over the park, like sprinklers turning on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the <lights laughs> they had like <laughs> they had like two they had like two flashing buttons that you could play with. It did something, and you just pushed the buttons when they flashed, and that was pretty much it. So, eh, eh, mean, pi- it- pilot is probably the way to go. All
1: right, here's here's how we're gonna rate this. What is the maximum time that you would wait in line for this ride? Ooh, that's a good that is a good rating system. An
2: hour. First time or mm-hmm. repeat ride? Both. Repeat ride, I probably wouldn't want to wait any more than 45 minutes. Although, although I will say that inside the ride is pretty friggin' sweet. Because all of the hallways and stuff on the inside are like the Millennium Falcon. Okay. And in and fact, there's there's a little staging area where you go mm-hmm. in and you can sit down at the hollow chessboard. That's cool, and air conditioned
0: yeah. yeah, and our coworker Jimmy actually did all of the decorations
1: on that. Yes, he nice. did. Not me, nice. but no. a uh, person that we've worked with very closely for the past few years. So, congratulations to him.
2: The ride is awesome. Rise of the Resistance isn't open yet. Uh, oh, we did. We did go into Ogus Cantina. Sucked. We did build a lightsaber. They're expensive. Mm. Um, we did so build press the, the light.
0: button. Make it work. Do it, Rob. Right.
2: It's downstairs. <laughs>
1: Unacceptable.
2: Well, you know, it's... Uh, he can't stand up. The the Yeah, that's why. Well,
1: <laughs>
0: he, no, doesn't want, the... <laughs> he doesn't want the
2: rest of the class to see his, his engorged the, uh, member. The lightsaber itself is, um, I would say maybe, I would say it's probably a little bit lower quality than the FX lightsabers. Really?
1: Were you looking at your FX lightsaber right there, Rob? I
2: I just turned around to look at him. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's it's like it's like plastic. It's it's almost like the build a lightsaber that you do at Disney Springs with a little bit higher quality, where you slide the sleeves over top of the battery compartment or whatever. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll show it to you, Greg, at some point when when we when we get together or whatever. But it's it's. I mean, and, and I was severely disappointed that it wasn't as customizable as I would have liked it to have been because I really,
0: we're, we're really spoiled by the, the Vader's vault stuff and all that stuff that's,
2: that when it
0: It, looks like metal, it
2: is actually metal. Right. It does not get much better than Vader's vault. Vader's vault is, is probably my favorite vendor. As far as the lightsabers go, there are a couple of like major vendors out there, but Vader's vault is really, really, in my opinion, the cream of the crop. Would you agree with that, Greg? You've seen almost all the vendors at Light at yes. MegaCon, right? Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, so um, I that's that's like my benchmark. That's what I compare everything to. And this is several steps below that. It is also it is also several price jumps below that. So it's not like you're paying Vader's Vault prices and getting you know substandard stuff. But yeah. um, I w- I was disappointed in that there are f- like four or five different types of sabers that you can make they have the the elemental they have the power and control they have the justice and peace and then they have another one so there's like four four different types and each one has um different pieces that you can mix together to put to put on it so you're really actually fairly limited in what you can choose each one has has two different emitters there's like four different um sleeve pieces uh two different switch pieces so you've got two different switch pieces. you got four different sleeves, but one of them goes on the top and one of them goes on the bottom. And I found out today they won't allow you to double up because I would have liked to have doubled up one of the sleeves that I had. And they told me, no, you can't do that. You can only use what we have here. I was like, well, that's kind of, I, I, I'm I kind of using what you have here. I just want two of this one. And they said, no, you have to use two. And
1: you, you yeah. said shut up and you cut them in half with your lightsaber. I, I did. He's hand off. I did. And you were never allowed back in Disney
0: again. <laughs> Pretty much. It wasn't because of that, though. It's because he then stormed out of there and peed in like
2: a scene. In the Ice Maker. The ice maker. The ice maker. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So I, I was disappointed with that. I mean, but the ceremony itself is neat. They take you in. They give you a little bit of a story. You put them together. The reveal is nice. So you're really kind of paying. You're, you're probably paying, I don't know, 150 for the saber, which, you know, it might be worth that. And but then the other the other fifty is for the show, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and they give you a free weird food. They give you a free bag for it too. Huh? Okay. like a shoulder bag or whatever for the lightsaber. Okay. That's acceptable. Uh and do you try mm-hmm. any of the weird food? Um, we tried some of the food. It was um Well, I keep wanting to call it a shock tea roast, but it's not a shock tea (laughs) roast (laughs) because she's a Jedi. Um she was was delicious. (laughs) She was delicious. No, it's like a pot roast kind of thing. It's a shack roast and it comes on like some some noodles. So that was actually really good. The the yip tip or yip nip tip yip but whatever it's you'll know it when you see it on the menu it's a tip yip or yip nip or something like that it was it's basically chicken but it's on a like a bed of greens it's like a, a salad kind of thing and that was really good as well we also tried their two desserts Their two desserts are good but i recommend the chocolate cake one it's a oi oi puff and something else the oi oi puff has like a raspberry cream on the inside okay yeah and the batu bon chocolate cake with white chocolate mousse and coffee custard. Yes. Mm. The bon is the one that I really liked. That one was good. That sounds lovely. It it was. And don't let the coffee thing, you know, throw you for a loop because I don't like coffee, but I couldn't taste it. I do now. Yep. I got I've converted Jimmy, which is a whole other
1: episode. Yeah.
2: Ooh.
1: Let me drink like four cups and I'll host it by myself. There you go. <laughs> It'll record episode and 97, then...
2: 8 and 99 all at the same time. <laughs> And we also had, if you, if you get a chance, check out Jen's stream because it is Rob being drunk doing stuff. Oh dear. That, yeah. That, that cause, edge. Yeah. Cause we started out and we went, we had a reservation because you could reserve one of the three things the droid factory the uh, lightsaber thing or ogus cantina and she reserved ogus cantina so we went in to see ogus cantina dj rex was in there it's really really neat ambiance they they've they've gone way over the top i mean it's it's probably as immersive as like diagon alley at universal studios and wow. and diagon alley is is as far as i'm concerned one of the best things out there so it's it's as immersive and they've done an excellent job there's like uh, Millennium Falcon replicas around. You can find like A wings and X wings around that you take pictures with. Uh, Chewie and some other Resistance guy are out there working on an X wing, so you can take pictures of that. It's it's just it's just really neat. It, it if you're a Star Wars nerd, your your inner nerd will will squeal when you get in there. And where and, can they find the stream? On Earsome Emporium. Earsome Emporium. Jen is working on editing it at now because the the reception is absolutely horrendous mm. at Galaxy's Edge. She tried to live stream it and it just kept disconnecting, it kept falling apart. So she she had to vlog some of it, and she's editing the video downstairs now as we speak, and she'll put it up a little bit later. This is very but cool. Earsome Emporium on YouTube. And they like I said, we did Ogus Cantina and we had a couple of drinks. The drinks were all very good. I wanted to try the Batuu. The Bespin Fizz, but they didn't have it. It wasn't I love available. when you for, said fizz. <laughs> yeah, it, nice. it it wasn't available for a cast preview while we were there, so I wasn't able to try that. But we did do the Fuzzy Tauntaun. Mm-hmm. I bet and, you did. And interest, interestingly enough, the Fuzzy Tauntaun. I think it's the foam, but there's like some kind of lidocaine or something in the foam because it makes your mouth numb. <laughs> oh, like. Like literally makes your tongue and lips numb. So you want to like get that before you go to the dentist. Yes. We had the fuzzy... We started with the fuzzy tauntaun and the yub nub. The yub nub was okay. Fuzzy tauntaun was okay. Then she got like the slug juice or whatever it is. And I got the Imperial Guard wine. And the Imperial Guard wine was actually really good. It's a red. If you like red wines, it was really good. So all in all, a very very good experience. We spent like four hours there from... Well, no, we spent probably six hours there. We were there from like one to seven. And then I dashed home so that I could record. You are dashing. I am dashing. Thank you for noticing.
1: I've been instructed that it's time to open up the boys.
2: Yes, open
0: open up and
1: reveal the boys to all of our listeners. Look, reveal the boys. Reveal the boys. The boys is a new Amazon original. It is an eight-part series so far. Um, Hopefully there will be more. Season one, it is starring Carl Urban, who was the best judge, Dread on he street was. format. He was Jack Quaid, who it says here is Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid's kid, Aaron Moriarty as Starlight, and it's based on a comic by
0: Derek Robinson, Robertson, and Garth Ennis. Derek Robertson right. is the artist. Garth Ennis is the uh, the writer. Yes believe, Well he I don't believe I know he is a British writer And they tend to be a little more edgy The American writer mm. So uh, I was really wondering How they were going to get some of the stuff that's in the comic book Onto the big
2: screen
1: Yeah they they do Or little
2: screen <laughs> as it were
1: yes. Yeah So yeah, it, it is adapted by Seth Rogen Eric Kripke And Evan Goldberg So let's uh How about a little summary for the boys Shall we
0: Okay, so real quick, uh, mm-hmm. basically The Boys is ripping apart the superhero genre. Yes, so, and it couldn't
1: have come at a better time.
0: Yeah, so here's the, the deal. This is the official write-up. Superheroes are often as popular as celebrities, as influential as, as, as politicians, and sometimes even revered as, revered as gods. Yeah, you'll get through it. I will. But that's when they're <laughs> using their powers for good. What happens when the heroes go rogue and start abusing their powers when it's the powerless mm. against the super-powerful? The boys head out on a heroic quest to expose the truth about the Seven and Vot. Is it Vought or Void? I think it's Vot. It's Vot.
1: Yeah, multi- I, I thought
0: they kept saying thought. Yeah. So it's Vot. The multi-billion dollar conglomerate that manages the superheroes and covers up their dirty secrets. Based on the comic book series of the same name as we said. And basically the show is one very big, funny irreverent, nasty, just gross and violent Like treatise on the dangers of corporate control and of mm-hmm. hero
1: worship. Yes. Though it is released by Amazon. Yeah, which
0: is weird. The fact that it's yeah. about how this giant evil corporation is trying to control our life, and it's being released by this giant corporation that owns basically all of the internet and all of the It's shopping. trying to control our life. And it's trying to control our mm-hmm. life with microphones in our house and whatnot. So let's yeah. talk about how much we love Amazon. Echo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, play the boys. Ironically, the microphone <laughs> that I'm speaking on right now came from Amazon. Uh, I, yeah. I guess not ironically. It's it's expected that it came from
1: Amazon. But anyway. Check out our store at the <laughs> our Amazon store. At Amazon. Click through our Amazon link and buy stuff.
0: Okay. So what did you guys think going in when you saw the trailers to this show? Were you excited mm. about it? Were you like, oh, okay, this could be something fun to watch? Were you like, Brightburn just came I actually
2: out? I v- actually was very interested in it, and I wanted to see Brightburn, you... but I didn't actually get a chance to. comes out in a I week or not two seen on video, yet. I think, or on video on demand.
1: I was honestly kind of indifferent.
2: When I thought it was I... going to be superheroes behaving badly, basically, and I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know if that's it, actually what it, it is, if I'm going to get what I thought. Okay, cool. It's superheroes behaving badly, but not
0: necessarily – they're being evil, but they're not, like, evil villain evil. They're just doing evil things to make – just for their own lives. It's – it's there's a thin line. There's a line.
1: It's uh, self-serving. Yeah, there
0: you go.
2: And they're not, like, behind let's... the scenes
0: trying to take over the world, but they are like, yeah. oh, well, this person knows that we failed, so we have to let them die, even though
1: they're innocent victims. Mm-hmm. And – there's never, I think any discussion about how much the superheroes are getting paid in the MCU or elsewhere mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it really makes them out to be these kind of cavalier heroes, you know, heroes, the definition of the word, uh, that they're out doing good for the good of all things. Well, these guys and gals are out doing good for, you know, to, to line their, their pockets, um, to uh to get paid millions of dollars a year and um gain sponsorships and you know there are uh just like is reflected in the real world you know you have this character on this bag uh on this box of tissues and you know it's all smiles and, and good stuff but you know they're out and they have their own um flaws as well but they're deeply flawed yeah
0: the the religious superhero that's uh, charging people ten thousand dollars to be blessed, <laughs> but wow. Um, so there's the yeah. now my history with the boys since again it comes from a comic book and that was my thing. Uh, when Borders went out of business and they did the big sale, which was oh R.I.P. Yeah, I went into the Borders ever at Winter Park Village and I walked in and they had all of the graphic novels for the boys, save for a few of them. There was like you know missing ones here and there and so i and they were like a couple bucks each so i bought them all so i've i'm very well aware of the source material and it was pretty close uh, in fact it was so close that when i watched the tv show for some reason my my player played episode 1 and then played episode 7 and
2: yeah you were telling me about i didn't
0: throw me because it was the show it's not that it's a a, a shallow show it just happened to pick the episode that Really, the only thing was like, I was like, well, wait, why do those two people know each other? But the episode it jumped to was a, it's later on, it's one of those episodes that's like, and my dog is going crazy downstairs. Um, it's one of those episodes where it's slightly different than the other ones. They like did it more like an interview kind of show. So it just so happened that I was like, okay. And then it got to the episode, it was very clearly like the end of the, of the season. I was like, whoops. Um, <laughs> it was very enjoyable and that sucks. Yeah. Uh you got you did mention this I'll just say it right now so I don't forget but um there is a season 2 going to happen and they're going to be introducing my favorite character in that season 2 and that is uh Butcher's bulldog named Terror and he is a bulldog that Butcher has been has trained to have sex with things on command hmm. so since he of course hates the superheroes Butcher is the main character since we're kind of going on a little bit of a weird path here um Butcher's one of the main characters who hates superheroes for a certain reason and wants to get rid of them and kill them and do as many terrible things to him as possible. So he will have his bulldog, like, you know, have sex with their face or their corpse or whatever. It's, it's, uh, it's that kind of show. So, um, they did not get him into the season probably budgetarily, but you did tell, you could see that there was a couple doggy toys in this, in the first couple episodes. So that is why. So Terror the Bulldog will show up in season two if you are a fan of the boys. But so let's, let's go into the actual show. Like what is going on in the show? Mm hmm. Um, the show is basically in, it's a world with superheroes, like there's hundreds of them and people expect yeah. them to do everything. And they're the, the good guys. And they're the people selling products, like you said, and they're in all the movies and they're this and that, and they're doing all this stuff. But behind the scenes, they're either evil or some of them are drug addicted. Some of them are, uh, you know, will make a mistake and accidentally kill like in- innocence and They have to kind of – no one can stop them from doing it. And that's kind of what the – that's really the plot of the show. And Rob, so this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it literally happens in the first like 20 minutes of the show. Okay. So you can decide whether or not you want to be there. Uh, The main 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 character is a guy named Huey who's played by Jack Quaid, who is Meg Ryan and Dennis Mm -hmm. Quaid's kid, by the way. Yes. And he has this adorable interaction with his girlfriend
1: Robin. Yeah. It's right after they, I think, discuss for the first time moving in together. And they start – they're talking about poop,
0: (laughs) and it's just cute and funny, and they step out of – Laying cable. Laying cable. He's, like, talking about laying cable, and Mm she's like, I don't – I think that means pooping, not sex. (laughs) Like It's just a funny little interaction. They step out of his, like – he works at one of those, like, little crappy electronic stores where the people are always trying to, like, sell you stuff as you walk by. And
2: -hmm. they step out
0: onto the street, and she's one foot off of the curb, and a speedster happens to come by and blows her right the fuck up. We're talking yep. slow motion, spine floating in the air, guts all over him, everything. And wow, yeah. but it's not because he's fighting anyone or not because he meant to do it on purpose. It was just a, an accident, but it sets Huey down this path of hating superheroes where he hooks up with Butcher and a group of other people. And that's kind of, that's honestly, that is the selling point for me. <laughs> like these like yeah. average dudes that want to take out superheroes.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it really sets a, uh... You know, sets the tone, uh, it, um, establishes why they're going after them, um, as do other things. Um, but that's the kind of first that you see that, holy shit, man, maybe these heroes aren't as, uh, as heroic as we, we think they might be. Now the guy, the character of Huey in the comic
0: is actually looks exactly like uh, Simon Pegg. Looks exact. I mean, he's drawn to look like Simon Pegg in the comic
1: yeah which is funny
0: which is funny because he's not played by Simon Pegg but his father is which I, I that it was a little cheer out loud moment. yeah so when they said they were gonna have the show I was like well Simon Pegg is a little older now and he's busy and he's way more famous and holy shit there he is so they they did get him in
1: with list. an American accent
0: yeah yeah he does it pretty well and I think the other thing that will really get people to like this show would be that fight with Translucent and Jimmy you you talked about that with me earlier today or yesterday i so did yeah it's early on in the season too so i think this is these are the couple things we can talk about without ruining
1: anything the fight with translucent was i think the moment that i said man i really have to watch the rest of the series now so translucent he approaches huey well translucent
0: first of all is a completely transparent Yes, he is invisible. he's invisible. Superhero, and he's one of the seven, which are like the big superheroes. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, the, he's the... basically
0: naked all the time because he's invisible, but his clothes aren't. Yep. So he's, he pops up in women's bathrooms and stuff like that. He's just kind of like. He's a he's pervert. A
1: pervert. Yeah. yeah. He's a he's a real peeping Tom or a peeping Tom. He's a pervert, him. but the
0: rest of the seven and the women on the seven are just like, oh, just, just give us some privacy. Get out of here. Like, they're, yeah, they're kind of like, they don't hate him, but they're just like, fuck,
1: yeah. <laughs> him again. So he follows, uh, Huey back to his, uh, radio shite, radio, radio shite. <laughs> radio shite. There you go. His radio shack type store and Billy shows up and there's a fight between Billy and translucent and translucent is completely transparent, which is, there's a really funny line in there where Billy says like translucent doesn't even mean invisible. It just means that you're like slightly opaque, uh, which is, which is funny, but you're, you're watching this going, how is this guy? And Billy looks a lot like Logan, <laughs> which I, I think is funny, yeah, but yeah. how is he going to, uh, gain any leverage in this fight fighting an invisible person? Well, he takes a couple of shots Who to has the face diamond hard skin too, by the way. Mm-hmm and uh billy takes a couple of shots to the face and he's he's bleeding you know at, at some point from the nose and the in the mouth and he just spits blood out onto translucent and he says something like um there there you are you son of a bitch <laughs> and, and he can finally see uh a bit of translucent with this blood spit on his face and uh, a really really cool fight happens mm-hmm. um ultimately leading to translucent getting captured by Billy and Huey and placed into a bit of a holding cell. Yeah. And and the,
0: one of the things I really liked about the comic, but a little bit about the show, because they don't get too deep into it is how are these humans going to defeat them? Like you just said, and they each kind of figure out reasons like, okay, we can maybe do, he's made of carbon so we can use electricity or the blood spitting thing or he's got to have some soft spot, so let's find an orifice maybe where we can stick a bomb. And
1: Hypothetically. Theoretically. Yeah. Theoretically, <laughs> sure.
0: Little things like that. And it was like that in the comic as well, which is good. Um, and also, just the... This, this show has some heartbreaking moments, which you guys will both get to. This show also does a really good job of making the villains both heroic to some groups of people and hateful to others. And I think the actors that play the, the heroes slash villains are really good. Um, specifically the Homelander. he's like this ultimate captain America mm-hmm. boy scout, but he can, as soon as the press goes away, he's a complete sleazeball with mommy issues. And yeah, big time. He's just kind of fucked up. Um, so I highly suggest watching it. It's
1: definitely not for kids. So don't be like, oh, superheroes. My kids will love that. Don't. No, do that. no. absolutely not. No, no, no. In the first couple of minutes, your child would be scarred for life. And the, the one thing
0: that I do think is funny, though, this is the other thing that came to mind, is that I thought that this show would be too difficult to put on streaming or any mass media that isn't a comic because of the crazy stuff that happens. But a lot of the reveals and the crazy stuff that happens is less crazy than things we're seeing in the real world and in other movies and TV shows. And the fact that something like Brightburn came out before might have actually hurt, hurt some of the shock value of it. Not a lot of people saw Brightburn, so I guess that's a good thing. But there are some things that are in this show that you're like, well, that's not as crazy as something I saw in Preacher last week. That's not as crazy as this. So it's kind of interesting how how quickly... Some of this, the shock value stuff goes away. And it could be because they did tone down, they had to tone down some of the, uh, the more rapey aspects of the superheroes. Which there are a lot of, yeah. Did you notice the little miniature Ant-Man guy?
1: Yes. Oh, yep. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was oh like,
0: God. oh, damn. At the, at the superhero sex bar where mm-hmm. he runs across a table and dives into some girl's open legs. Mm, yes. Yes. <laughs> he, like, he does. I was, I was like, I, I, sure does. I did you see that. So. Yep. I think that pretty much closes, we'll close out the boys there. It's eight episodes. Uh, we try not to spoil too much there, but it's, uh, it's a fun watch. Yeah. Well, let, let's move on to our eighties movie of the week. We are going to talk about 1987's summer school. So we are about to talk about the movie that poses the question, did the writers of this movie actually go to high school? I don't, I don't and think they did also makes us think about the question, what the hell happened to Kirstie Alley? <laughs> oh my that god that movie happened
1: to her
2: <laughs> oh no because
0: because so. she was doing Cheers after this movie wasn't she did Cheers after this movie almost immediately after this movie yes yeah, yeah. so no. it wasn't this movie that did it to her so Summer School real quick we'll do the summary all that stuff and then I'm going to talk a little bit about why I picked it and you guys can you know, tell me all that other stuff uh, Summer School directed by Carl Reiner starring Mark Harmon, Kirstie Alley, Courtney Thorne Smith and a bunch of other people here's the summary, Freddie the gym teacher Has to teach remedial English in summer high school if he wants tenure, as he can only teach Jim and his students want fun, emphasis on field trips, until he's fired unless all of his students pass the test. That actually was a very confusing summary, but it is official.
2: Hmm.
0: Now, I will tell you my, my background with this movie. When my parents first told me we were going to move to Florida, we were on a vacation to Florida from Pittsburgh. And it was, I want to say it's a little bit of a shock. But Mm -hmm. it wasn't that much of a shock because my dad had always talked about it. And we went to the Boca Raton Mall, not town center. But do you remember the Boca Raton Mall out where Meisner was or Meisner is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It It was like the epitome of shitty 80s malls where like it had the glass. Well, it was awesome 80s mall, but it was dying. It had all the glass and neon and stuff like that. And I convinced my dad to let me see when I was 10 years old. Yeah, 10 years old. A PG thirteen movie, which was Summer School, and I thought it was the coolest movie ever at the time. Other than you know, it was the it was the most fun movie ever, not like Star Wars or anything like that. But so that, and then I I think I have not seen it since, but I still remembered it, and I remember jokes from mm-hmm. it. So I don't know if people stole the jokes from it, or if they stole the jokes from other things, or if it's just things that people I knew said. But we'll get back to that. So Jimmy, I know you didn't like it. Why did you hate it?
1: Having just recently seen Stand and Deliver. For the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well this is practically. Um, standing yeah for like. People that you don't care about. For like you know. Surfer dudes. Um, I didn't really connect. With any of the characters. I thought they briefly touched on their little. Like problems. But they had this. Um, you know gym teacher. Who was kind of helping them out. But he also let. A bunch of underage kids party at his house and get like wasted, and then you know, he basically supplied uh, underage kids with alcohol and gave them a a, a place to do all that. I thought that the kids were jerks. Um, I I didn't really care about them. Okay, that's a that yeah. Valid it's thing. just mm, I didn't connect with used... any of those characters. Robbie Even the gore went...
0: guy, like... the gore guys were my favorite, except yeah. for they were assholes. But... Yeah, they were. And I, and I know for the most part, most of my, most of the horror movie people and friends and acquaintances that I have, like, could not be more accommodating and nice to others in that realm. But, um, okay, Rob, you, you did say you enjoyed it. What? I did.
2: did I I enjoyed it. Um, it was, it was a lighthearted comedy. It was, it was fun. It was funny, even if it was a little bit ridiculous in that I don't, I don't ever recall the security guard handing out summer school slips. Do you, do you – was that a thing that no, happened? No,
1: he, he was legitimately handing out pink slips. Yeah. they were just I, thought, and I thought he was like pink an actual slips cop. Of paper. He was like security guard slash yeah. cop,
0: but yeah. Like that's why I was like, did these people ever go to high school?
1: And yeah, that was the thing. They were just kind of like, oh, shuck, summer school. I would have been
2: pissed.
1: Yeah. Actually, I, well, I don't think – First of all, people
2: tend to know. <laughs> I'm not sure – yeah, I'm not sure that the slips that they got were, were actually summer school because they were just – I think it was just a slip to report to the office, and then when they got to the office, he told them that they were all in summer school. Yeah, you remember like there, some,
0: there were some things on there that were like there was that there was the the mention of tenure,
1: which I don't think is a thing in high school. I don't think that's a thing for high school teachers now.
0: Yeah, might be. And but this not for our, they were our gonna
1: era. they were gonna tenure this guy who was a dipshit anyway. Yeah, like it was very clear because they they really spelled
0: him out. So they spelled him out right away as being, like, the big loser slacker He's like, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to let teacher. you guys
1: do your own report cards.
0: Yeah, I'm your yeah, buddy. Like, kind of a cross between the, yeah, let's rip up the syllabus teacher and the, I just want to get done with my workday so that I can go and go on vacation. Surf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that actually reminds me of, or brings me to the one topic I wanted to talk about. This movie is completely filled with, like, every possible 80s trope character from all of the others 80s like high school movies and just you know i was i was kind of making a list as i watched it and i was like let's check them off as we get to them here so we got have them written down we had the um asthmatic nerd that had a hard time running and breathing at the same time which is a problem of course we had the the dumb athlete that was really misunderstood but he had a heart of gold and he was you know handsome so there was that so the kind of the she's all that type mm-hmm. guy, right? Or I guess, yeah. So we had that. Uh, there was of course the angry black guy,
1: who uh, who was there for four seconds in the movie and was great.
2: And then and then another two minutes at the end. Yeah,
1: not even.
0: <laughs> <It's>
1: <laughs> she, like, oh, you were in the, the bathroom the for six weeks.
2: That he reminds me a lot what? of some of
0: those like the characters you've seen, like an Adam Sandler movie that's like supposed to be super scary and then disappears for a while and then shows up at the end of the movie. Like the dude from uh, Happy Gilmore, but doesn't actually really do anything. Um, although he did, he was kind of the hero of the movie, if you really come to think of it. Um, so we had that. We had the um, uh, the uptight asshole principal, every high school movie, basically. Of course, the slacker mm-hmm. teacher, which we already talked about. But he did have a dog named Wondermutt, which I want a dog named Wondermutt. He did. And that dog was cute. That dog was awesome.
1: Doug was super cute. That was the, uh, you know, when we talk about the end,
2: that was the only thing I cared about. When he lost his favorite toy, your heart just broke for him. Yeah. Was it he Bob, didn't want to play right? or, Yeah, I think so. The doll head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of morbid, but yeah, the, his favorite toy was a doll head and he lost it. And I, uh, I was, I was worried when he lost the toy that he was, that he was going to end up losing the dog. Cause you know, they had this like sad music playing and the dog was running out into the water at the beach. And I thought something was going to happen to the dog. I'm like, they better not have anything happen to that dog. Yeah,
0: this movie yeah. would take a turn real quick. Mm-hmm. It did come out right around the same time as Jaws 3D, I think. So they could have like done a crossover, maybe. I don't know. Uh, also, of course, the other big, the big 80s trope, which we're going to talk about later, the good old foreign exchange student. It definitely, yeah. you have to have the attractive foreign exchange student. So it did check off all those boxes, and it did seem, yeah, like a a paler representation of something than like a Fast Times at Ridgemont High or a I don't know why Am my uh, 16 Candles or. Even mm-hmm. Red Dawn, so there we go. Uh, Jimmy, you mentioned the metalheads, the real life yeah and butthead.
1: <laughs> exactly, they were the uh, these two characters. One went by the name Chainsaw uh, Francis, as in yeah Francis Grim. Um, Chainsaw, as in Texas Massacre. Heyo, yes, and. Dude was obsessed with a bad horror movie, and he even said, "Toby Hooper." I I noticed that as well, and I was like, "What? It's Toby Hooper?" Yeah, am I wrong?
0: No, it's Toby Hooper. You're right. Yeah, did, I think he was and trying was to make like, it seem what? more fancy. He was trying to. Well, he was doing it to make it seem like something they should be watching in class.
1: I guess. And and Texas Chainsaw for its time had a lot of shock value. Sure,
0: wasn't as violent. Uh, if you go back and watch it, it was. It wasn't as violent as you really would lead you to believe, and. Yeah. No one actually ever got killed with a chainsaw in that movie.
1: Mm. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think here, here we go. Controversy. I don't think it's a great horror movie. I hate um, you. I, I don't care. I've hated <laughs> you since I met you.
2: Oh, you oh, wow.
1: So. Uh, um, just
2: reel up in here.
1: I, I just thought they were doofuses and they were assholes they were. And, and jerks. And, you know, they're, they had a part-time job as photo developers. And, and they
2: set his frigging couch
1: on fire. They set his couch on fire. For, like, they, yeah, for no uh, reason. He was
0: like nice enough to let them
1: have a yeah. party at their house. And they poured out his fish onto the couch and they just Killed flipped through, fish. flipped through pictures of, of photos that they developed, um, to see, you know, nude pictures of, of women. And, uh, well, <laughs> they were drunk all the time. Nuts. Yeah. They were talking about teenage alcoholism and, uh, which was, um, uh which their teacher enabled yeah there was there was a few things
0: in that movie that i thought thinking back to those that era i was like wow there was a few things that i thought was a little more taboo mm-hmm. like teenage alcoholism sexual harassment in the workplace Yeah, sexual harassment mm-hmm. in the workplace teenage alcoholism not teenagers drinking but teenage like alcoholism always drinking yes and teenage pregnancy were three of those things that i was like wow they really joked around about this and had it <laughs> very right up front and it wasn't like a major plot point for the most part
2: and yeah, but... and to be fair in california the pregnant students get separated from the rest of the class they really? really yeah and so they don't doesn't get catch get caught um i don't know if they do it what? any i don't know if they do it anymore but jen went to school in california she said that they took the pregnant students out of class
1: so they don't get like so other Students don't catch student being pregnant sneezes and like three other ones
2: get pregnant the next day. <laughs> um I don't I don't think it's so much um I don't think it's so much of catching pregnancy, but you know, teenage girls with friends who are doing something, they want to do it too, you know. So you get that going on. Um Well how do people get pregnant? Just by sneezing? By by having unprotected sex. But when you see your other friend oh. doing it. When you see you're watching them? Wait, you get to watch your friends do it? <laughs> Continue. When you see when you when you see your friends getting pregnant and having kids and stuff like that, you know, the other kids want to participate as well. It's mm-hmm. kind of like All a right. group a mind a group mind mentality basically.
1: Yeah, uh I saw that in my high school. Yep, I did I did not go to high school in California, I'll say that.
0: Well, I inadvertently picked another movie that had a Character with short blonde hair. You did. And <laughs> I had forgotten about her. She and probably the most inappropriate portion
2: of this whole movie.
0: What even yeah, was so that? We're talking about Courtney Thornsmith, who is one of the mm-hmm. students who is apparently she's a surfer chick. That's kind of her term, not mine. Yeah. And she's living with like way too many members of her family and the place is too small. So I guess. She asks the teacher is like, Look, let me do a favor for each one of you. So one of them was like, You what's watch to text just to install massacre? And one of us is like, teach me how to drive. And it's kind of like how mm-hmm. the fulfilling all of these poor students that have other problems in their lives, and then they'll work hard to pass the test as yeah. guys get fired. That's kind of the mm-hmm. So she's like, I need a place to live. And it went from zero to a hundred on the like This could have been a very different movie.
2: So hold on. Well, the, the clues were there though. I mean, it it, wasn't like it. Well, after, after he talked about, you know, her understanding why she had to do it, why she had to leave class of fake an excuse to go surfing. Um, when he talked about understanding why she did it she was like oh you're kind of deep blah 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 and then from there it it kind of changed and you could see you could see where it was headed that she had that she kind of had a crush on him yeah i think they did a couple shots of her like looking at him and like twirling her hair and stuff like that and
0: all that so like yeah she ends up like living this like high school student ends up living with this much older teacher and it
2: goes from like
0: okay yeah you can sleep on the couch
2: wife yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't forget the super awkward moment at the party where he was just in his room and she came in and joined him. Yeah. I was like, yeah, and oh. God, she cooks I, him dinner, and at one point, like, out
0: of nowhere, she's like, she calls him honey in front of Yeah, he, he comes Alley, home and she's like,
2: Alley's hey, dinner. honey.
0: And Kirstie Alley is another one of the teachers, so she was like, what the hell is going on here? And she has what the exact reaction she should have. So, like, she's very well written in this, and she's like, what's yeah. going on? He's like, no, 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 it's not like
1: that. Kirsty Alley's facial expressions were the star of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Where, you know, Shoop or what is his name? Shoop. Larry. Uh he he runs up to guy. her. Yeah. Yes. He keeps coming up to her and he's like, Hey, let's get her done. But he keeps asking her out, asking her out. And he he runs up, you know, behind her at one point and he's like, So, about that dinner knit and she just rolls her eyes and um I I thought uh she was the deepest character I like which in she's like...
0: I don't date guys that wear flip flops or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I got other shoes. Yeah. I got a
1: pair of socks somewhere.
0: Yeah. So that part was a, came out of nowhere. I was like, wow. That's, it was, it was an interesting thing. But, you know, he, he held strong and didn't, you know, didn't hook up with Courtney Thorne Smith. So that's good, good for you, someone. Even though she really wanted to. It's true. It's true. So that kind of leads me into like the fact that this, seems like one of those like eighties mad ball type comedies with like bikini girls and boobs everywhere and all this stuff. And it's like the ship movie actually has a little bit of heart and people do for somewhat, a little bit somewhat make the right decision when posed with the right decision and the wrong one. Mm -hmm. Although it does in some cases, um, have some things where it's like not everyone that's a bad, that is a bad person. (laughs) <laughs> See, not everyone that makes bad decisions is a good person, and there's a reason for it. So like every one of the students that ended up in summer school and was failing all had some major reason why they were.
2: No, 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 not Not everyone who makes bad decisions is a bad person. Well, no, I'm saying is a good person,
0: meaning like they had to come up with a reason for all of these people to be bad people so that he could fix them all. Some of them – there are people, well, but, there are people they, out there that just are bad people is what I'm saying.
2: Right, no, the the point was was that these these kids weren't bad people. Correct. That's what I'm saying. They were just dumb. Yeah. There's and they the, well were still and, so, dumb. and some of them had, you know, learning learning disabilities mm. and uh, some of them had pregnancy issues. <laughs> some of them and, were surfers that had bad living conditions and just wanted to sleep with their
0: teacher. Uh-huh. Mhm. Mhm. And some of them couldn't drive at all. And did you recognize the the girl that couldn't drive?
2: She, no I, I wanted to say
0: because I, I thought she looked like sherry belafonte but i know i'm pretty sure it wasn't her but no she is a horror movie uh, uh mainstay she was in nightmare on elm street Dream Child. she was maria in the lost boys oh really she was in people under the stairs yeah her name is kelly joe minter and she still is uh, i believe in quite a few horror movies um but you know she was kind of the the angry rebel girl at the beginning and you know, learn to drive. Well, but what's funny is this made me think of Jimmy because she got a 70. He's saying
1: saying I'm dyslexic. No, I'm saying
0: that you were angry about drivers. And when she like completely bombed her test, but passed because she got a 70 on her driving test. (laughs) I was like, Oh, this is why Jimmy had to do that rant a couple months ago about drivers. (laughs) Like, you know, texting and all that stuff. Cause she like,
2: I forget what she did. She, she did. I think she was ran into something or I don't know either way. Yeah. So actually he, he dinged her for minor stuff. He dinged her for not using her left turn signal oh, yeah, yeah. and he dinged her for, it, it was just minor procedural stuff, uh, which was why she still passed. It wasn't anything like she, she committed. a Right. She didn't commit any moving violation, but I had to laugh when, um when she was in the car with Shoop and she was driving down the street and then she saw another car turn onto the street and come at her. And then she like pulled all the way <laughs> off the road. And he's like, what's going on? And she's like, well, another car was coming <laughs> and he's like,
1: they do well, that. Yeah.
2: That's, that's going to happen. Yeah. Now one, one other little thing
0: that happened with this movie is I said this earlier. It seemed like a lot of the jokes I remember hearing again. Like I've, I remember mm-hmm. having heard them in other movies and like, it's just, you know, I kind of went through the notes here. Like yeah. I had never heard the phrase, have a cow before I heard, before I saw this movie. Okay. And that of course kind of blew up. Um, really? 1987, Simpsons. He was 10. Yet. So that, and also I was living in in a small town near Pittsburgh, so that might have been the other reason. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't Have a Cow? Yeah. Was never, uh, was It never was afterwards, hmm. but not before that movie. First time I'd ever heard of that. California jargon didn't really make it across the country and up to the, you know, northeast. Uh, the humming in class, torturing of the substitute teacher was n- never a thing I had seen before that. Um, And the one thing that I've actually heard people do a lot after this, like, so it makes me believe this movie was actually bigger than it really was, because I had a lot of friends that would do this.
2: Just breaking the ice. Had to be done. Yep. Exactly like that.
0: In in high school and middle school, they would scream before tests and say, tension breaker had to be done. And I thought that they were just being clever. And then I saw this movie, I'm like, son of a bitch, that was from a movie. Weird that a weird movie that probably no one out there listening has seen, other than you three now. Or you two now. But uh, it's just weird that those little gags kind of stuck in random friends' heads. Hmm.
2: So. Don't Have a Cow apparently goes back as far as the 1950s. Really? That's interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I don't really feel like there was anything really original about this movie. Having seen so many that came before and afterwards i i feel like it was just kind of a mishmash of of all the tropes of 80s movies as a matter of fact when when doing one of these typically i'll I'll sit back watch it with my laptop on my lap where it should be and i'll take notes and um the only notes i wrote on this were um i quote myself this movie sucks ass
2: <laughs> wow
1: that's all I wrote. And I found I liked it more
0: than I thought I would. Like significantly more.
2: I enjoyed it. I I found I was it. Lacking great. at
0: points. There was things that, that happened very quickly and randomly. But mm-hmm. I
2: did I I was like, okay, this will be cheesy. And I was like, well, this isn't as cheesy as I thought it was. How how nervous would you have been had you gotten arrested and taken to jail with no shirt on and in roller skates? <laughs> well, it's happened to me twice. The first time I was pretty nervous. <laughs> but
0: after that.
1: And the second time he got arrested purpose. in shorts
0: and roller skates on. Yeah, purpose. I was like, hold on, officer, before you arrest me, let me take off my shirt and put on these roller skates. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just a couple little tri- trivia facts here. This movie was filmed at the same high school that they filmed the Karate Kid in. Uh, yeah. Like, it has almost been remade three times. 2005, 2010, and 2012 in 2000, not necessarily 2012. Uh, there, the entire cast or most of the cast got together for a re-release or an anniversary or some sort of, I think it was a re-release of the DVD. Um, Mm -hmm. and the rights to possibly release it was actually picked up by happy Madison productions. That's Adam Sandler's group, which makes a lot of sense. Um, Mm -hmm. they picked Mark Harmon to play the, the teacher slash lead. Because of his role as Ted Bundy in the uh Deliberate Stranger movie. And they're like they're like he can okay. be he can be charming and and can control the screen, but also a little like dark. So that's why they picked they picked that. Uh the songs, if you notice the music was mostly pretty generic. It sounded like other stuff, but mm-hmm. it wasn't really other stuff. And uh Debbie Harry was supposed to do the music, but there was a some from Blondie, for those of you out there that don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh she was supposed to uh Record a song called Mind Over Matter is like the big song, but it didn't uh, fly because there was a record label dispute or something. So they hired some somebody named EG, E.G. Daily to do it. And this is one of the only movies that doesn't have a f- – that has a full uh, Danny Elfman score that has not actually been – the score has not actually been released on CD. So it's kind of <clears> an interesting <throat> thing. I did not know it was Danny Elfman of – well, Simpsons fan and a bunch of other stuff. go yeah. Boingo. go. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. But...
2: Hasn't he done several Disney films as well? Oh yeah, Elfman's done a bazillion
0: things. Um, I think he did uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's see yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I don't believe I have to look this up, but... um, and we're going slow. Go, website go. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Men in Black, Corpse Bride, so yeah. He's done a lot of stuff. Okay, so... Rob and I enjoyed the movie. Jimmy did not. Our last question that we always ask here. Hated it. Our last question we always ask here. Could
1: you see
2: them remaking it? Would it work?
1: Nope. Don't care.
2: Um, nope. I think some of the movie's mystique is in that it's it's an 80s. It's totally an 80s uh, cliche. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. So if they played that it, up, that'd be good. Would it work? Y- yeah, I mean, but I think they would still need to leave it in the 80s. Yeah. It would. It would. It could. I don't know that they could re remake it with an updated timeline mm-hmm. without having major rewrites. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you introduce the technology, the cell phones, uh, uh, rock and roll music, and pagers. Hula hoops. Um, hula hoops. TV yeah, roller skates. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean. I could see it being remade by a happy Madison productions, but I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't rush out to see it.
0: Not for the theater. Definitely for streaming, maybe a short, you know, seven episode series of 30 minute episodes, kind of taking you through the various classes and the, the taking you through the summer. I could see that. Well, that was our review of summer school. And as usual, we are going to finish off with our gimme five question of the week. This week, we were thinking about foreign exchange students, as everyone in the 80s did. So what are the top five best foreign exchange students in movies
2: and television? Hmm. I, Being that we're all fairly close in age, I think I know where this is going to go, at least for number one. <laughs> but go ahead. We'll see if I'm right.
1: Okay. And we'll see how many of us have actually met this person. <laughs> we will go. I'll go ahead and go first. My number five is going to be a long duck dong from 16 yes. candles. Yep. Number four is Philippe from 1957's The exchange student. Did you really go?
0: You went is that I, I did not see the exchange student. Is that like highbrow?
1: I don't know. I just looked it up. Uh, number three, <laughs> he is... <got> called out. <laughs> I wasn't Next expecting we're gonna be an inquiry. Yeah, yeah. Number three is Anna Marie from the movie that we spoke about. No one. Summer school. Spanish
2: Inquisition. It's true.
1: Number two is Fez from that 70s show. Yes. And number one, I'm going to have to go with Nadia from American Pie.
0: Yes. Lovely person. Lovely person. She was very yeah, nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And we literally met her right in the middle of the me too thing. Like right when me too started was like the same week we met her. Mm-hmm. So it was a little like, cause people referenced that scene in the movie of like the hiding in the camera. Like this was played for a joke, but it's really illegal. Yeah. So I guess I will go next. We're going long duck dong from 16 candles first. Mm-hmm. I was watching clips of him, uh, that movie probably could not be remade, speaking of uh, no. Anna Maria from Summer School. Although, technically, I could probably flip that because Anna Maria really didn't have much to do in Summer School. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Monique
1: Genot from Better Off Dead. Okay. Because of this. Uh, she, oh. uh, she played a good corpse. She played a corpse? In Summer School.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. That was- yeah, she did play a good corpse in Summer School that uh, Anna Maria did.
1: I thought if Casanova and I in there had nothing to say to each other, he'd get bored. Go away. Instead, he uses it as a chance to put his testicles all over me. Uh, his what? Uh, how you say, uh, octopus, uh, testicles. Tentacles. N-T. Tentacles. Ah, uh, tentacles. There's so a big difference.
0: that was from Better Off Dead. Fez from that 70s show, um, had a lot to do because that was, you know, multi-seasons, obviously. And Nadia from American Pie will forever be in my heart. Mm-hmm. America's foreign exchange student. Does that even make yes. sense? So, Rob, you're next.
2: All right. Well, at number five, I'm going to put one who wasn't on anybody's list, and I'm just doing it just to be different because Fez could easily go here. But I'm going to put uh, Areola from Not Another Teen Movie. Was she the naked foreign exchange student? She was, the one who walked around for the entire movie completely mm-hmm. naked. So Ariola's going to be at number five. At number four, I'm going to put Long Duck Dong from 16 candles at number three, I'm putting a brother duo, Yi Suk, Ri and Chen, Ri from better off dead. And if you remember, they were the, they were the Asian guys who learned to speak English from, uh, what is it? Howard Cosell, uh, voiceovers. So he was talking into the mic for his, for his, uh, for the car, like, like, narrating the race basically like Mm -hmm. howard cosell (laughs) so so they're gonna be close to my list as well
1: give us your best howard cosell for the rest of your list drop
2: oh i i couldn't even do that i don't even uh, yeah honestly i don't really remember howard cosell all that much i didn't really watch him but at number two this this was one that i really loved growing up uh do you remember the tv show? Or the cartoon Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I never saw it. Absolutely. Oh, you do? Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember Rolf, the son Not of a really. shepherd?
1: Yes, yes. Now I do. I remember
2: Plank. Yep, yep. But yeah, Johnny two by four and Plank. Mm-hmm. But Rolf, the son of a shepherd, he's my number two. Loved Rolf, and of course number one. Number one on our list, and number one in our hearts, Nadia. <laughs> Shannon Elizabeth, by the way, I don't know if we've actually said that. Yes, but good
0: job, we love guys. Love you, Shannon. She's a listener, by the way. She's not a listener. Oh, is she? no, no. not at all. Not you had me for a second. I did for just one moment, but we love we, you, Shannon. No celebrity listeners, but um, Kyle McLaughlin at least knows we exist because he saw my. He terrible, loved your mullet. He loved my mullet, and he did retweet us, which that's
2: that's a thing. I'll have to, I'll have to find pictures of mine. It, at one point, there was a point where I did have a mullet, but for the most part, I insist that my hair was not a mullet. It, no, it's, it did. It was long in the front too. Yeah, and it it, swooped it, over. And, and my mom claims, "No, I have pictures of a mullet." And I'm like, "Mom, no. If your bangs hang past your chin, that doesn't count as a mullet." Your Your long hair was so
0: glorious. I'm not sure if it actually shows up on film. That's true. Just bl- like like if you try to look in look at a god just glows. That's what a photo of your hair in and, high school and, would look like. And blinds you, yeah, pretty yeah. much. So Rob, can you close us out here and tell tell the people
2: about the next few weeks and all that stuff? I suppose I could do that. We, we will be taking the next week off due to some scheduling conflicts. Uh, there's a podcast movement conference that uh, Greg will be attending. Jimmy will be covering all of his classes, so he will be swamped with work. Yep. So we're we're going to be back in two weeks. I believe the summer 80s, it's my choice, and I believe the summer 80s movie that we're going to do is a wonderful classic starring Weird Al Yankovic, and that's going to be UHF.
1: So you guys out there listening have plenty of time to watch and send in your thoughts about the movie.
2: Yeah, It is on YouTube, by the way, so you can watch it for free. And if any of you guys out there
0: are podcasters or are going to that conference, I know it's uh, it's a pretty big conference. Uh find me and I will give you give me five podcast stickers.
2: Yay stickers. But if you can't find Greg at the podcast conference, you can always find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. How'd you like that segue? That was clean. That was clean. I love <laughs> Now it. I'm the one that's aroused. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at give me five pod. Or you can email us directly <laughs> give me five podcast at gmail.com. And guys, as always, please, please, please help us out. Leave us a review on iTunes, PodCoin, whatever podcast app you're using. It really helps other people find us, and it really helps us stand out. Also, we have a store. If you're interested in any of our Give Me Five podcast branded merchandise, and let's be honest, that logo is pretty sweet, mm-hmm. you can find it at giveme5podcast.threadless.com. And thanks for listening. Ha 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 ha! I have one question for you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been trying to find a place to actually ask this question. Okay. And I think this actually, it, it could kind of fit um, and you can edit it out if you don't like it, but given the opportunity, if you had the choice to take one superpower, what would you choose? And it can't be like the power to have more superpowers. Cause it, it's like the genie wish thing. You can't wish for more wishes. If you could have one aspect, one one superpower, what would it be? Okay. If not I've, like all of mm. Superman's powers. It's just one power. Like his laser eyes, his his heat vision is one, his flight is another, his super strength is another. You get one power, what would it be? Healing.
0: Aw. Yeah, I would go healing. That's
1: sweet. I would be able to so talk to could, animals. So that I could heal everyone but Jimmy. Oh, what?
0: Talk to animals. I'll oh, have man.
1: my animals kill you. <laughs> oh,
0: that's sweet. <laughs> All of them. They can't. I heal. They just let me constantly be
1: eaten uh, by a terrier. I wanted to say that I'd be able to be able to hold my breath for an unlimited amount of time because I love to go swimming. But then I would also have to be immune to water pressure. Then I would have to have like diamond skin. So I didn't get eaten by a shark. So I would just. This I would, hold of his breath because I fart a lot in class. Yeah, that's true. I would uh, be able to communicate with animals. Well, you could just say breathe underwater.
2: Yeah. That would help, that would help with the water pressure.
1: Yeah. Mm, but I could still get eaten by a shark. Yes, you could. Yeah, that would suck. Or I'd have to be able to swim really, really fast away from them. So that's just a combination of too many
2: things. What about you? And see, I've thought about this a lot because I've asked people at work this. You know, we have weird discussions at work when when we're not busy. Um, and I heard you guys just play cards and we do, we do actually, (laughs) but we have weird discussions while we play cards. Okay. And the more I think about it, the more sold on my choice. I am, uh, my power would be the power of teleportation, kind of like a blink where she opens portals and walks through them to wherever she wants to go. Okay. I would, I would never have to get on a plane again. I would never get stuck in traffic again. I would. It would. I would never have like like any kind of lag or travel. T- I could live anywhere I wanted and work you anywhere more I wanted. Time in
0: a car than both me and Jimmy combined, I guarantee it. Yes. Yeah. You've driven cross country multiple times.
2: Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And I could. I could work anywhere and live anywhere and take vacation anywhere I wanted to go. You I could, could
0: go to Jimmy's place, steal Jimmy's underwear,
2: go home, I could, and then put it right back without Jimmy even noticing. Mm. and if you piss me off i could push you through a portal to the bottom of the ocean mm, take Green. that wow
1: that's a good one i could be able to like ride super cool animals to places
2: uh, i'll I'll be there a week before you get there that's en- true but i'll make a it.
1: better entrance i asked one person
0: and they said they would always like to have a really good Wi-Fi signal.
1: <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> funny yeah
0: that would have actually been good for you today it would have She does work for Amazon now, so that makes sense.
1: We all float down here, Greg.